Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. I'm excited to have Fiona Pelham here with us today. Fiona is the CEO of Positive Impact Events, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing education and collaboration opportunities in the efforts to create a sustainable events industry. And in that effort, this is a very important week, um, COP26, which is the United Nations Climate Change Conference, is happening now in Glasgow, Scotland. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what it means to our business. Thank you for being with us today. I I think, you know, it's great to have you here at such an important time for the meetings industry as we need to really understand where we're at and where we're not at in terms of sustainability initiatives and the urgency around that. We've been talking about that for a couple of years, and I think you can agree we have not seen enough progress by any stretch of the imagination. And so now we're we're leading into COP26. And I I would like you to, if you could, just explain what that is, what COP26 is, and why it should be important to meeting planners. COP26 is basically the conferences of all conferences where world leaders, businesses, and um, NGOs, civil society come together annually to talk about their targets and their progress towards those targets in relation to emissions, carbon emissions and climate change. Many people will say this is the most important conference of our lifetime because we need a planet for us to be living on. But I would also say that this conference is the game changer for the event sector because at this conference, we are going to hear commitments from governments and from businesses, we're already starting to hear them in the run-up to the conference, where they talk about their net zero commitments and their plans and their progress to get there. And this is going to be the time when the event sector changes. It is now out of our hands. There are businesses and governments setting a strategy which will impact events. And I think we're going to talk a bit more about, about that together. Right, today. Okay. For somebody who doesn't know the term, can you explain what net zero means? Yes, I can. I'm, I'm going to try and steer away from all the uh, technical terms and, and stay Thank in you. meeting professional <laughs> language as much as I can. Okay. Overall, we have got a problem with the amount of emissions in the world. We need to reduce those emissions. Net zero is a, a goal, a terminology. It is not perfect. It's not the perfect solution. But it is a term that businesses and governments have been able to coalesce around. So the goal is that you measure what your impact is, and then you reduce so that your impact is at zero. Uh, Again, if I was a scientist, I would talk to you much more about the other things that have to happen. Mm -hmm. But let's just keep it with that. So what does that mean for the event sector? Well, just in the last week, Ernst & Young released a report saying they're very on track towards net zero, and they spoke about some of the actions they'd taken. In the last 10 years, companies have looked at their energy use of their office, their paper usage, the products that they've been making, what 
carbon emissions that causes. Now more and more people are looking at their business travel. So again, I'll just go a bit scientific. There is scope one, scope two, and scope three emissions. The last few years, it's been focused on scope one and scope two, those you can directly control. And now the focus is on scope three. So Ernst & Young uh, released their report saying we're on track for net zero. Here's how we've achieved it. And one of those ways is by reducing business travel, which is a, a scope three emission. So what we're going to see is more businesses and governments around the world looking at their scope three emissions, which is where events and business travel is, and saying we need to reduce those to reach this net zero goal. Okay. So my question about net zero is if you're doing any kind of travel meetings, using products, using electricity, flushing the toilet, how can you be net zero? Because you are using some resources. You absolutely are. And this is where the innovation and the change has to come in. So your question is where most businesses have been at for the last 10 years, and it's still where the event sector is. So most of those businesses of the last 10 years have said, let's look at where our emissions are coming from. Let's get clear on that. Let's innovate. Let's reduce. Let's change our, our procedures. The event sector hasn't done that. So that is the gap for the sector. Okay. And I think a lot of people in the event sector just might think that this is the initiative that will kill their business. I mean, yeah, how, exactly. how do you counter that concern? Well, the, the reality is, in or out, it will kill your business. In, you stand some chance of surviving. Out, you won't be here in, in five to ten years. In the last six months, we have launched uh, the, what's called the Race to Zero. So this is a UNF C initiative. It's being led by the UK government. And there are many, many carbon pledges around the world. And the UK government steered the Race to Zero to bring all of those pledges under one umbrella so they could all be understood um, and all be transparent and reliable. So the Race to Zero for the event sector gives small to medium businesses within the event industry the ability to sign up, make a net zero commitment. So say, I will be net zero by 2030, 2040 or 2050, and then receive free resources to help them on their journey. Of course, no one knows when you make the commitment how to get there. Nobody knows okay. that. But the first step is making that commitment. Now, what's also really important about this initiative is governments are looking at the different sectors that are making these commitments. And there is the opportunity for the event sector to be recognized as an accelerating sector. Right now, 2% of the business commitments that have been made have come from the event sector. If we increase that, we'll get noticed more, which will mean more government support, more business support, more understanding for our sector. Okay. So in other words, if I'm a meeting planner I, and I have no idea or, you know, a little idea of how to reduce my carbon emissions, but I don't know how I'm going to get to net zero and I take the pledge, yeah. then this program will guide me through the steps to get there. Exactly. So the first step is making the commitment. The third step is <clears throat> measurement. So implementing different types of measurements, exploring with measurement, 
Another step is engaging with your supply chain. Another step is telling the story about your emissions. These resources have been tailored for the event sector, but they come from UK government body, SME Climate Hub, UNFCCC. So these are the same resources that the global governments and big businesses are using on their own carbon journey. Okay. And so... Meetings industry associations, where where do they stand on this? I mean, are they championing this, championing this cause? Well, this is where I'm going to speak very honestly and very bluntly. The events sector is letting itself down in its behaviour. Pretty much every association will have some sort of sustainability badge or credential. We've got exhibitions that have sustainability pledges for while you're at the exhibition, None of these matter because they're not recognised outside of the event sector. Now, for many years, Positive Impact has been working with UNFCCC so that we could launch a sector target at COP and a reduction plan. So in other words, say the event sector commits to be net zero by 2030, 2040, and here is our plan. There hasn't been the support from the associations for that. What has happened is the Joint Meeting Industry Council, one of the two umbrella associations for the event sector, has picked up that piece of work and is putting in a very weak initiative with UNFCCC, which is asking people to pledge to working towards net zero by 2050. So it's the weakest possible commitment that could be made and and you say that, that because it's 2050 is a long way away and yes it's just and it's also very much working towards now the the race to zero pledge that i spoke about mm. where we have over a hundred commitments which is over 70 percent of those people who have made commitments have made a commitment for 2040 so we know the people making the commitments in the sector are willing to go for 2040 so it, it, it is weak it's nothing that other businesses or governments will look at and go, wow, the event sector's going for this. We should we should collaborate with them. We should understand the importance of events. It just looks like, oh, the sector's moving because it has to. And also, it's the dynamics of our industry. We've got one umbrella association going for it, and the other isn't and won't because of the, the competition between them. So it's it's disappointing. Well, how would how would the competition between industry associations affect their pledge to sustainability or their effort or their realization about how important it is to their members and to their Well, industry? I think there's probably a whole podcast series <laughs> that could be done on the association <laughs> politics yes, for any of us that have seen the background um, to that. What is missing is the industry coming together with a uh, commitment that would have governments and businesses look at us and go, wow, that's a serious sector. I, I want to engage with that sector. Instead, we've got a very weak commitment supported by some associations. And we have got some commitments that have been made, but I would have hoped for more commitments to be made. And I guess that's the, you know, we're not at COP yet. There is still the opportunity. If everyone listening made a commitment through the Race to Zero initiative, there's a few benefits. One, they would actually be recognised during COP because everyone that makes this commitment will be recognised. Two, they'll be doing something that most corporate businesses or their government clients will also be doing. 
Three, they'll be raising the profile of the event sector. And I would have hoped that that's what our industry media and our industry associations would want. But we also have to realise that many business models within our sector are not set up for addressing climate change. So this isn't a conversation that everybody wants to further. Right. Because, you know, we have big problems to solve in terms of transportation and the other um, things that are critical to our business that are damaging to the environment. Yeah. And the really sad thing about this is we also have a an amazing narrative about the importance of events and what we do. And that narrative aligns with the sustainable development goals. There is a goal around participation and inclusion in decision making. That's what we do. However, we can't start that narrative until we've dealt with the most pressing thing that the rest of the world is interested in, which is carbon. So if we're going to provide a weak solution to the carbon challenge, we're going to be recognised as an industry that isn't innovative, leading, problem solving. We're going to be seen as part of the problem, a laggard sector, really. Right. So really, it, it's how, how does somebody and is it an individual that signs up to make this pledge or is it a corporation or any of the above? It's a corporation, or, or if you're an individual, individual business owner, um, it's small to medium businesses, so one employee up to 800 employees. If they just head to the Positive Impact Events website, positiveimpactevents.com, the reason that you have to come through our website is because we're tracking how many of the event sector sign up. Okay. Because we've tracked, we can say 2% of the business commitments are coming from the event sector. There's uh, three stages in the sign-up. The final stage of the sign-up is with the SME Climate Hub. They liaise with UNFCCC and they are responsible for um, capturing how many businesses around the whole world are making this commitment. So this isn't a pledge that just stays with positive impact. It's not a commitment that stays with us. Mm -hmm. It's something that goes in front of global governments and businesses during COP26. So what do we need to do to get there? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the million-dollar question. Sign up, yeah. sign up. It really is as easy as that. If, yeah. or if every single supplier signed up to this commitment in the well, next right? few weeks. Meeting and planners, yeah. yeah. Or if the planners ask their supply chain to do it, if every single listener and reader of, of all of the North Star publications around the world did it, we would all be consuming content that our corporate clients were and we would be dealing with the same challenges that our corporate clients were and the conversation within the sector would change measuring would become normal new innovations would happen and we could then shift the narrative onto the importance that events bring in the world for participation and inclusion so um just devil's advocate i'm thinking as an as a meeting professional I would think that the problem is time and money, you know? I mean, I think that's what you would hear from, and suppliers too. It's been such a tough year and a half. It looks like, you know, we're going to have a slow slog back to whatever normal looks like, and everyone is really stretched thin on money and resources and human resources. Yeah, It's always been time and money. And again, speaking really bluntly, Anyone who wants a business in the next 10 years needs to deal with this. And actually, the the race to zero commitment 
doesn't require any money. So these resources mm. are given free to everyone. Right. They exist free for businesses around the world. But if in time, terms of, in terms of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but measuring. So yes, when they when they pledge. Yeah. Are there tools that will yes. help them measure? Oh, okay. So it's yes, not like they may have to figure out how to do that. And okay. No, they'll receive access to tools that will help them measure. Now, oh. as with every sector, nothing is perfect for your sector until you tailor it and make it perfect. So you'll access some generic tools. And then this is where we're going to see loads of innovation in the future. I think just this week, wasn't it? Google that announced they were going to publish the carbon footprint of every flight that they spoke about. I may have got who that person was wrong, but this is going to become the norm now. Mm -hmm. Okay. What else um, should we know? What else would you like to share? I would like the event sector to know that there's a, a whole new future once we have got moving on carbon. And there is no choice, really, whether we move or, or not. We can pretend there is, but mm -hmm. there isn't. And we just can watch COP to see these big business pledges, the big government pledges. If you do any work at all for corporate clients, this is your future. Now, if we all moved on this and made commitments that were inspiring commitments, there is a new future for our sector and that's what could start at the beginning of 2022 so would an inspiring commitment be right now just pledging to achieve net zero by 2040 i would consider that inspiring yes and having signed up to the race to zero yes so you're going to regularly report what you're doing okay. the backup version is the pledge that's going to be launched at COP with the Joint Meeting Industry Council, but I think that is too weak at working towards net zero by 2050. Okay. And you can do both of them. Mm -hmm. Every single government and business knows mm -hmm. that we need to do this by 2050. So it's not really a statement of anything to say by okay. 2050. Right, right. And it doesn't reflect the sector's thinking because again we, we've gathered the most commitments and 70% of them are by 2040. And okay so how many commitments do we have total to the race to zero from the yeah, event we, sector? Yeah we have over 120 commitments when we get 300 the event sector is recognized as an accelerating sector a sector of focus and that's when we'll get more business attention and more government attention and you know again people might say oh is this just an initiative so positive impact looks good? It really isn't because it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the sector. So right. when there are 300 commitments that have been gathered, that's when businesses and governments will start talking about the event sector. And supporting initiatives to make it more sustainable, yeah, right? Exactly. And exactly. so the, the 120... Are, are they mainly suppliers, planners, a mix? Uh, they are really mixed. They're geographically mixed. Okay. They're size-wise mixed. So this really is accessible to anyone. Again, you would sign up. You would make your commitment, net zero by 2030, 40 or 50. You'd receive the free resources. And then you would report on your progress this time next year with the SME Climate Hub. And with 
millions, literally millions of businesses and people involved in the meetings and events sector, I think 120 is pretty sad. <laughs> it's really sad <clears throat> not being yeah. able to get to 300. You know, we have a, a community of positive impact ambassadors of over 1,500. And these are people that have put themselves forward to speak up about sustainability. Mm-hmm. And not even all of them have made a commitment. And what does that say about our industry? It could say that we don't want to commit to anything unless we know how to do it. It could say... That's true. Because, I mean, I've talked to you about this initiative and I didn't, I didn't clearly realize that once you make the commitment, there are resources helping you yeah. achieve it, that you're not like, yeah. now I have to hire a sustainability expert or I have to get this software no. to measure carbon emissions. So, you know, I, I think that making people more aware of that and hopefully that this discussion will will help yeah. in that way by saying, you know, just commit that you realize it's a problem that we have to solve and that you'll be on board for helping to solve it. Yeah. And then yeah. we will help you get there. Exactly. And how amazing would it be for all of those people that make the commitment to go out to their client base and say, hey, we've made a net zero carbon commitment as part of the UN race to zero. Have a look at this. Like that, mm-hmm. the credentials are huge there. This is what everyone's talking about while COP is on. This is what every corporate client wants to hear. So we're really spoon feeding the sector with what they need to win more business. Right, right. And I I know that there are some planners or planning organizations that ask about sustainability initiatives of their suppliers when they're choosing a supplier. And, you know, even actually we just... um, we just filmed the Stella Awards virtual showcase today. And one of the categories for a Stella Award that's given by North Star Meetings Group is sustainability initiatives. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, there are hotels and facilities that enter that category. Yep. They're really making the effort and that helps them. That's great. That's great PR for them. I mean, they're it doing is. it's good for the world. <laughs> it is <laughs> great know, PR. And as a sector, we just need to learn to get involved with the initiatives that our clients will understand so the UN race to zero initiative will be understood by corporates and by governments rather than an award given by XYZ exhibition or media or association because those things don't mean anything and you know the 15 years I've been in the event sector those people who I've seen as leading the sector have always said, we want to raise the profile of the sector so that governments understand what we do, so that mm-hmm. corporates understand our value. But the behavior is very much of, let's invent our own badge for this association <laughs> or, or this awards for this exhibition show. Or, and, and that's all great. And there's a business model behind that. But it's not raising the profile of the event right, sector. Right, because it stays within our sector. It, it's it visibility is. within with us. <laughs> this is the only time we've ever had the opportunity to make a commitment alongside other sectors. So our commitment is identical to the commitment healthcare is making, retail is making, pharma, fashion. And with all of these commitments, obviously, it's it's not apples for apples because healthcare businesses are potentially huge compared to 
small businesses, which are the event supply chain. But what's important is we are speaking the same language as healthcare. If you speak to a government official about the healthcare sector, they understand it. Now we're speaking that same language. Right. Okay. So the call to action to, to wrap up is yes. everybody listening yes. goes to make to a commitment. Yeah, the positive impact events website, so positiveimpactevents.com. There is three steps to signing up. Your third step will leave you on the SME Climate Hub webpage. So they will capture your commitment, but they won't know you're from the event sector until we do that work in the behind the scenes. You will then receive resources, six steps that will take you through to get to your commitment. And this time next year, you will be reporting on your progress. And during COP, your name will be included as one of the businesses that has made a commitment as part of the Race to Zero. And the event sector will be referenced. And hopefully when we get to 300, we'll be referenced as an accelerating sector. Okay. And there's no cost? No cost whatsoever. Okay. And we're not saying we can't have events. We're just saying, we, you know, I saw the I saw the gasp. You know, we have to have events. Um, yeah. And I think that what we need to do as a sector is to really rethink how how we yeah. do that in a sustainable way. Yeah, there's going to be a time in the future where every supplier to the event supply chain will have a net zero commitment, and that will be the norm because it will be mandated by our corporate clients. And that time is coming very quickly. We may as well take that step forward so that we show some leadership. And then we can start talking about the importance of events and the impact that we have. Yeah, and then then once we're we're all taking action or starting to take action, you see a movement brewing and people can be supportive of one another and really understand what we're dealing with. Exactly. So hopefully the next time we have one of these conversations, maybe early 2022, we're talking about how the event sector is aligning with the sustainable development goals and making a business case for more events rather than this challenge of carbon, which is potentially stopping our sector unless we do something about it. Right, right. So for now, I I will set a small, small goal that I think we can achieve within a couple of weeks, is to get to 300 pledges. Yes. I mean, how hard can that be? It should not be hard (laughs) at all. Right. Okay. All right. We're on it. We're on it, Fiona. Thank you. Good, good, good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.